Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. We have the GFM band here today. So... I want you guys to let the fans know a little about who you are, and then we'll go from there and ask you questions based on the growth, the band, music, and everything that you guys are up to. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we're um, I'm Maggie. I play the bass, and I do the screams and some clean vocals. This is CJ in the middle. She uh, plays guitar, and she does clean vocals with me. And then Lulu is the drummer. She's on the end. She plays drums. She's a drummer. <laughs> she does some backup vocals and everything. Um, and we play pretty heavy music. And we didn't really know what genre we belonged in. So we decided to make our own and call it Beautycore. And it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, which is kind of an ongoing theme with our band and with our music. We tried to kind of make fun of the things that people would choose to like use against us so that way it doesn't have power and like the power lies in your hands then because you if you can laugh at yourself Ooh, I like, like that. that's the strongest thing ever so that's the kind of a thing our parents have always taught us growing up so it's really helped a lot with uh kind of a cutthroat industry <laughs> yeah because you see let's see you got over one million overall spotify streams you're like number six in the billboard for chr charts for anybody who doesn't know what that means like what is the chr charts so CHR is the like Christian hard rock charts for Billboard, which they kind of have done away with that now. So it's moved on to like CMW, which is Christian Music Weekly charts. So, um, but they're kind of like just Billboard charts, music charts, where like radio stations are playing you and stuff. So those accomplishments are amazing. How do you guys feel about where you started to where you are now? Because that must be a huge shock. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's we're always blown away by everything. Every time we accomplish something, yeah. and uh, we always try to celebrate the little things. That's another thing our parents really enforce in us. Mm-hmm. Don't just take for granted uh, being number one on the radio station to playing for I don't know yeah. amount of people. It's from differs from different accomplishments, but just celebrate each one because mm-hmm. you, when you look back, you're gonna be like, oh goodness, I should have celebrated that. I can't believe it. You only so. get to experience things first one time, so mm-hmm. they always taught us to really live in the moment and really just soak it all in. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, so that's the thing with this podcast too is we like to take the knowledge and experience from people who made it to the people who are trying to get to where you are now. And the stuff you're already saying is, is on point with all that, with like living in a moment, appreciating this one moment, because you won't get it again. And it's hard to do that, especially, I guess, if you become more successful, to be like, oh my God, this moment's important, because this, this is really it. Like, do you ever feel like you're, there's a moment where you're like, crap, we made it. So like, where do we go from here? <laughs> you know how like, it's usually like the, the grind to get to the top, and now you're at the top, where's next? Yeah, yeah. We never, I don't know, we've never had the mentality like, oh my word, we've made it. It was always just fun all the yeah. time. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that climb the ladder, I have to do this, we have to do this to meet a quota. It was, oh my goodness, we're doing this, yeah. we're doing this, now we're doing this. Yeah, it's so, so weird when people come up to us and they're like, hey, can we get a picture? And it's like, this is so crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're like, oh my word, how does it feel being famous? We're like, we're not famous, what are you talking about? <laughs> we, also, yeah. we, uh, we are a Christian band, and so we're all Christians in the band. And, um, just the more experiences that we get, it also it brings to light like how many lives we're able to impact with our music, which is mm-hmm. another thing that 
it's kind of mind blowing when you realize, oh, like there's a lot of people that are listening and it's mm-hmm. it's helping a lot of people mm-hmm. and it, it also encourages us to keep going. Because um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it must be tiring because you're on the road all the time or it must be tiring to be away from home. And yeah, if, if you let it get to you, it, it will be tiring. But when you hear all those stories and you meet all those people and see their faces um, and you just get to know what not only the music but we go live all the time and we talk to our like fans and our our family our team and um we dm them back and forth and so it's crazy to see all the lives that have been impacted so i think that's another way that we look at it it's not so much oh my goodness we're famous it's Mm -hmm. it's It's oh my goodness look at all the lives that we've had be blessed with yeah that must be a crazy feeling to be inspiring a lot of people and just be like, how did you get there? Because at first it's like excited just for fun, but now it's like this is not just fun; it's also helping so many people. So do you like push now to do a lot of things to help others, like with your videos, or like especially with the one a day in a life? I felt like it helped be like bring the reality of what you guys do to other people. Yeah, that's something that we've really found that like live streams, especially because of COVID and the pandemic and everything, has really helped. It just helps people see that like we're normal people too, and like we have struggles and we had to run a target to get eyeliner because we ran out of eyeliner today and <laughs> we're, we're looking for oh, no. to save money and stuff like it was, i was gonna say most guy fans don't have to worry about that but <laughs> all the bands that we play with do have to worry about eyeliner, so. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this it, it is the thing us. in like the rock scene yeah so yeah it's always fun and it helps us connect with our fans because that's why we do the band is to help people and even if you don't have the same Christian faith that we do, we want to create a safe place for you to just kind of be in and exist in and to let mm-hmm. your baggage go and let all the stress just kind of go away for yeah. just those few 15 minutes while we're live or that 45 minutes while we're playing a show. And so for us to be able to get to know these people is really cool because we wanted to make a place for the underdogs, for the people that were outcast yeah. and because we've all experienced that ourselves. And so if we can be that family for those people, mm-hmm. it, it really helps not only us, but those people as well, which is really cool. I love that. Make a place for the outcasts, the rebels, the people that most people don't shine a light on. And you've allowed that to happen. I've seen it in the YouTube comments and everybody just getting all excited and like GFM's here and like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so how did you, the name come about? It's GFM. And what's the whole thing? Uh, credit our mom. Yeah. Because uh, we did the band when we were, or started the band, like really little. We were having the topic of uh, when did we really start? And we just yeah. got these baseball jerseys and we put 16 yeah, behind like them. GFM on them. <laughs> because that's when our first <laughs> album came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, I don't know, Lou was four and a half. Yeah. I think I was. I think I was four eight. and a half. Yeah. And we started the band uh, doing cover songs like Matthew West, Skillet, Skillet. stuff like that. <laughs> And we never did a name, and I think our, I don't, we don't even remember when, yeah, we but were very young. our mom was like, why don't you do gold, frankincense, and myrrh, because you were the three gifts God gave to me, because we're all sisters, and uh, there's the story of the three gifts that were given to Jesus, and uh, so it's just a cool little correlation, there's not like this huge story of coming together, yeah. it's just like a back to faith, and yeah. cool yeah. to come out that too. Yes. Shout Thanks, our mom. mom. That's awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Cindy. So, <laughs> I want. So you guys are doing this while we were doing jujitsu. Like I had no idea. I'm, <laughs> I remember one day I'm just like we haven't talked in a while, and then boom, we had a band, and I was like, how long has this been? Like, how long <laughs> have you guys been doing this? 
Yes. So it was definitely more of just like a hobby, fun thing to do with our parents for a while. Yeah. And then in 2017, we got contacted to do our first tour and we had kind of stepped out of the like hobby type thing. It was more a serious thing, but we still didn't really know how far it could go. Mm-hmm. And then when we got the opportunity to go on tour for the first time, we we're like, man, this could be like our whole like lifestyle. Let's do this thing for real. Like, let's yeah. try and push this as far as we can. And it's kind of really just snowballed from there. And just all the opportunities that God has brought us are really crazy and just kind of out of nowhere sometimes. But it's it, it's really cool, the mm-hmm. stuff that we've gotten to do. So before you get the tour in 2017, were you just posting videos online and just playing for fun at home? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just doing a lot of independent things and where we thought let's try this avenue let's try this avenue we did our first music video um we did a lot of battle of the bands Mm -hmm. um just Mm -hmm. contacting venues on craigslist we did that a lot we played a show on the back of (laughs) there you go (laughs) at a a used car sales place what yeah Yeah, that's like a a real thing and we had a giant like 40 foot banner thing put up behind us and it was so windy that day it started to take off like a sail no. like it started to fly off and our dad had to run get it <laughs> this is the used car sales place how many people were there like because this is like your first tour right like were you huge in 2017 no that was before our first tour that I was in like, like 2015 maybe if that and we were like it was before we got contacted for tour it was before we even wore cheerleader outfits it was before the first album i think we were playing songs from death of giants and like that was it and so like there was obviously the people that were there to like buy cars and stuff and they were having some sort of festival it was like type a thing. farmer's market so like that yeah. type of people crowd so, and we're playing okay, like uh, christian rock we've met a lot of cute dogs especially in outside festivals and it is adorable yeah oh i want to meet these dogs you're lucky we just literally saw one yesterday we were driving on the way to target and there's a dog sticking his head out the window and we were like filming it we're like get up get on camera Oh is that going to be in the vlog? When the next vlog? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I filmed it vertically, so I don't know if it'll fit on the yeah. YouTube thing. Oh. <laughs> we did just see Kane uh, Corsell puppy at one of our our first Mississippi yeah. show we've ever played. Yeah. That one that is in a vlog. That one is in a vlog. It was the cutest dog ever. We all took pictures with it like <laughs> it was our own puppy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So how did the vlog come about? Was that started before you guys went on tour? Or is that like later on as in the, so what's it called? Um tangent from the fans falling in love with you guys we started vlogging mm-hmm. on our very first tour because yeah, it was we, lola's idea yeah we all we loved watching youtube a lot we are big youtube fans and we watch people vlog all the time and we honestly just wanted to remember those times and we wanted to have something to look back on yeah. and uh just, just rewatch tour vlogs <laughs> and yeah our dad mm-hmm. was like oh, we could upload them and we we're like yeah let's upload them and people really loved them, and we were very young, so we didn't really know what we were doing. We were like, oh, we'll film everything. Yeah. And so you can see Lulu's evolution of her hair. It turned, like, her scene things got, like, smaller and larger. <laughs> and you can see the evolution of Lulu's editing skills, too, because there was a time when she didn't cut anything oh, out of the videos, yeah. and then there was a Oh, no. Meme edits were really popular, and so they were just meme edited <laughs> out the room. So, and then there was like a time where like more chill videos were popular, so our videos were kind of like chill more. Mm-hmm. And then we just, that's not really our style, and so we just, it, 
it's too much like wildness for uh, chill videos and so it's kind of like mellowed out into a nice in between right now so it's kind of where we're at but who knows and the meme edits might be coming back yeah <laughs> it's it's just really fun now can't wait really it's like another outlet to just express ourselves and also like you said you get to show people what it's really like because our yeah. tour vlogs are some of our most favorite to film because a lot of people think oh you know you're in a band so you must be riding in a limo 24 7 or <laughs> which like, we did do on that one time vibes. for a uh, uh, concert oh, really <laughs> only once we like to show people like we went to a Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I was like, did you actually find him? Because I didn't watch the whole thing. I was like, I don't... It might be impunked. <laughs> just no, me for yeah, the views. We definitely went and saw found Bigfoot. Um, but yeah, we'd like to do that stuff to just show okay. people, like, there's us on stage, and then there's us off stage. And yeah. we, like, we enjoy that stuff. If, if I was a fan of a band, I, I would love to see, like, what they do off stage mm -hmm. and yeah. how they, you know, take care of their gear or what they do on their days off. Yeah, um, what they're interested in and everything. Ours really turn into a lot of food vlogs. <laughs> oh, we, we eat so, so much. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> do you guys do what? Do you, like, do you, like, find out what's the best restaurant and just do a vlog about it? Or, like, we about really food you're eating? If it's not like the best restaurant in the area, we always try to eat somewhere that we can't at the house or like in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. We try to find the, mom the like diners. staple of yeah, that. Yeah, there area. you go. So, Shout out so to them. It's the, the one rule: you're not allowed to eat at fast food places or places you can eat at Florida. You have to eat somewhere new, mm -hmm. unless it's like one a.m. Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't go home and Taco Bell one a.m. <laughs> I, even I, I can get down we with try not to. I recently got into like my health and health journey and the gut health stuff. Ugh, that stuff is so <laughs> awful, but it tastes so good. <laughs> battle that I can deal with daily. <laughs> oh my! It's it's easy when you're like alone and and maybe living alone and stuff. But when you're like friends, roommates, your sisters, it's like eating healthy. It's fun and all. But eating Snickers and cookies and cupcakes is way better. Like, why not eat Taco Bell 2 a.m.? <laughs> it is so easy when we're home to eat good. But on the road, it's like, you're at a gas station. Hmm, maybe I should grab some peanut M&M. I'm kind of hungry. Oh, an icy sounds yeah, really great not? right now. <laughs> I get into juicing, which really helps. But I was, I was like, oh, my word, how am I supposed to do this? Because I have my own garden, so I grow my own greens, and then I juice it. And I don't know how I was going to do that on the road, but I finally figured yeah, out. those, like, little window plants and stick it on the van. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I could. You know, Try van. it out. You know, like, off of the roof, you have, oh, we have like, a solar garden. That's crazy. We should do that. Ooh. We have a greenhouse on top of the van. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you have, like, the dirt. Like I mean, I feel like you could. Like, people do the, the kayaking little um, things where they go uh traveling yeah and so i can just have like a greenhouse on top that's kind of smart but she found like prepackaged yeah i found prepackaged juices which are At great Target, and they so, like have all the cleaning ingredients they're not like full of has ginger ginger's great for your Community health cayenne health. pepper it's not the that's bad ones that fake it and say they're healthy, yeah but not really read the ingredients yeah don't drink the, the stuff like sodium benzoate all that stuff no 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 <laughs> oh yeah so my guy tells me all the time he's like you don't really know what's in your food and drinks and don't drink it. It's right. true. Right. <laughs> if you can't pronounce it, you might want to Google it, figure it out. That's something that we learned in jujitsu. They yeah, were like, like if, you, if you can't, um, if you can't pronounce what it's saying, don't eat it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't. But you know, <laughs> or just research it because sometimes there's like big words that I don't really know. But it's like chlorophyll, like that. Um, the green oh, the stuff. Green drops. The green drops. Did you just say you can't read? <laughs> 
No, like some people are like, I don't know. Vitamins are good. Yeah. Oh, that's like, it's like, water. She's not allowed to be in the interview anymore. Water. Get out of here, Lulun. So, let's go back. Oh, yeah, you got what do you guys, uh, what are your ages? Oh, Maggie is 20, I'm 22, and Lou is 17. Oh, okay. Because KB's familiar, he knows you all, so I didn't really get that much background. So I was like, oh, where's, what's the age back? Awesome. You're good. <laughs> okay. How does it feel to be a young band? Does it feel intimidating? Uh, at first it did because we were, like, scared to yeah. It's a whole other things and be like, hey... Can we actually do it this way? This is the way we do it. But kind of growing up, we've learned how to have thick skin and to like stand our ground. Yeah. And there's um, nothing wrong with asking questions. Yeah. Too. And so, so I feel like it's helped us in a lot of situations because everyone's like, oh, how do you do TikTok? And we recently, well, not like super recently. Like two years, so we have like a new rig and like how to run things on stage. And so at first it was like very nerve wracking because we didn't know it a hundred percent. And so being younger and asking for more advanced stuff for some like sound guys who were used to doing it more of an old school way was really intimidating because if they had questions, I didn't know how to answer them. But now when we go to like perform stuff, if they're like, oh, I don't really want to do it that way. And it's like, well, this is how we do it. And they're like, okay. (laughs) You have to build confidence to be in this industry because you will just get walked all over because, I don't know, I love the music industry, but there's just some mean people in there. (laughs) And so we we just learn how to put our foot down because we go as a unit. It's not just one person going. It's like, you're going to listen to GFM because how we perform. Like, respectfully, please and listen to us. <laughs> both of them, I necessarily didn't get into it because, I don't know, I just, I, it couldn't connect for me. But like they the know so much type, type stuff. But the the software. Oh, They yeah. know so much about the software. Where there's, like, the tech, or the language of it just goes straight over my head. Yeah, <laughs> and people, like, you guys got it. <laughs> CJs are, are uh, like, if someone messes, we send her after them, though. So, like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, like we make... And plus, she's really good at, like, I'll, if I'm having to deal with a song and, like, having to explain how to run it, she knows how to run all the cables and stuff, and yeah. so she's really good at doing that. So it yeah, saves me a heart attack having we to, have, like, like, our own system. Yeah, That's really, really important. Great. Know how to run your own stuff and know how to have backups in case it breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We may be able, Oh, no. Okay. You know, just as much or more than everyone. The no, older listen. People. No, the real thing is we may be young, but we have lost about forty years of our life due to stress <laughs> of things breaking on stage. And so I have learned how to do stuff. So please don't bother me when I'm in a freak out mode. <laughs> well, I got to hear these stories. So you're telling me that you guys are performing, and then something just goes wrong, and then like, yeah, what, how did you handle it? My amp goes out. Um, cords have gone out. Yeah, there's been a Our show. Computer, over- computer is overheated. Um, or freezes. Wow. Playing in literally negative yeah. two degrees. There was a show we played on the first. Strength will break. Yeah, the first tour we did, the computer overheated because we left it outside and it was a summer tour. And so it oh. wouldn't turn on. We had to, we had like a backup iPod and we had to learn how to plug it in and send like click to only left. Like, and like all of the like tracks and stuff like that, like the background synths to like write. And we had to learn how to plug that into like a DI box and stuff. 
And we just had to learn on the fly because we That's like stress. kind of had knowledge. <laughs> we didn't really know how to do it. And so we're like, um, maybe do this. And uh, my Kemper has completely gone out because it wasn't updated all the way in the middle of a tour because I updated before we left. But in the middle of the tour, an update came out. And so it just shut down and wouldn't turn on. And so I had to have somebody like lend me their cab to play through. Yeah. So it's my sticks have broken. Sticks have broken. Symbols have broken. Lou put her foot through um her drum head one time. <laughs> no. Input fell out. And so I had to use a whole new amp yeah. and rewire in, or not rewire, but like the sound guy. Re rerun the line and everything. Yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, is when my in ears go out because I'm supposed to be like the one who's Lou keeping everyone on track. The, uh, and so if anchor, yeah, if my in ears or any of my stuff goes out, literally everyone else stuff yeah, goes out. It all is like so Lou shoulders. That's like that's why she has <laughs> back problems. <laughs> <laughs> like if it if it sounds like it's skipping. Yeah. I'm like, I started to pray. I'm like, oh, please, 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 no. Yeah, no, the worst thing is when you are freaking out because something won't turn on, and then at the last minute you realize it just wasn't plugged in in the back of the box, and that literally sends so much nerves and anxiety, but also rage through my body. It's too much for my no, body. We were playing a show, Metal in the Mountains, we always remember, and we had to, we were going We run our own in-ears, so that way we can, like, we played, control what we hear. We played with Chelsea Grin, and... All that remains. Traders, all that remains. Like, this is a big outside festival, and you know that you have five-minute changeover, and if you, like, go further and have other bands cut their songs, everyone hates you. And you're blacklisted, <laughs> and you're not Plus we're girls, plus again. we're young. Oh. And so they already are like, you have a vendetta against you. Because they think three minutes. <laughs> and so, you guys, there was so much crap. And, uh... We, I don't know how Maggie did it. We like rewired everything yeah. and uh, our click was going through the sound. So we just had to like roll with it. You could hear like the one, two, three, four. We're like, oh, that's part of the set. Like nobody cared live because they just thought it was a good show. But literally so much rage happened in my body. Because a and wire was unplugged It in. wasn't even, no, everything was plugged in. The switch got turned off in the middle of the box. It oh, just needed to be no. turned on. And that was it. That was the whole problem. No. I was calling our sound tech guy. I was like, I don't know what's wrong. I think we have to rewire the whole thing. I was yeah. resyncing all the packs. I had awful. reset the everything in the entire box and it still wasn't working. And I found that the switch literally wasn't turned on. It was so don't feel bad if something like that happens. Yeah. It happens. A lot of things have gone wrong, but also we're like as we go forward in our career and as we play more shows, especially on like the tour we're on now and everything. It's starting to be like, oh, not as many things go wrong. Yeah, like, all the bumps are smoothing out. Okay. You know, to check, you know, check, 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 check. Yeah. Like, like, you know, oh, to check all the plugins. Like that, there's a little less stress. Yeah. And if, if things aren't turned on, you know what to go to check to make sure yeah. it's not wired. Like, like our packs on, will be on so. mute, and we're freaking out and trying to see if everything's plugged in. Right, like, oh, the packs. Yeah, on mute. see, there's like thing won't be working. I'll walk up, unmute her, and then she'll walk up, unmute me. So you know, we definitely had our bumps and like funny things that we can call back on, which. Everyone's gonna have those, but we are getting like some more smoother ride, and it is—it's yeah. a lot less stressful, especially yeah. because we've gotten more knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. we've gotten—we ask questions to everyone we meet, and we're—we're we're not afraid to learn more and yeah. admit we need to learn more. So, but I we, think that comes with growing as a band as well. You just over the years you put in your time, and so you kind of know what you're doing after all those bumps in the road. So we definitely we're very uh, appreciative of everyone we've met that's helped us mm -hmm. like fix our stuff and get better stuff, get stuff that won't break as easily or like go out. So it's it's a lot more smoother now. Yeah. <laughs> How did you maintain your sanity with all these things breaking? 
No, you just like you we need to have a system. <laughs> so, uh, what are you gonna do we, about it? We are crime? a little bit crazy. People that meet us are like, oh wow, you're a little bit crazy. Uh, but you know, why did they people, say that? Because yeah, you know, you know, maybe I don't know why. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you watch us on stage, we really put all of our hearts out into it. So it, it's a great outlet for us and. You just kind of get to like thrash around on stage, and so yeah. it gets all of that out, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Plus, it helps us in our regular day to day life. Like, we'll be going to the beach, and we're like, hey, we need a backup towel in yeah. case we don't use it. And someone's like, backup towel? We're just like, yeah. Like, you know, when we go on stage, we have a bunch of backup, so obviously we need a yeah, backup. Like, like, we're going to the we beach. We need to bring food in the car for when we're done eating at the beach in case someone gets hungry, we have food in the car. Like, why do you think like this? <laughs> This thing is going wrong. It's like what my mom always said. It's like, just in case. And I was like, well, just like it's never going to happen. And then it started to happen. So now I'm like, all right, just in case. Just in case. Get yes. this and that. <laughs> so let's go way back to when you guys started learning music. For anybody who wants to get into music, like, what was the process like learning it? Was it like consistent every day? Did you have like once a week? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Because I'm assuming at one point you were not good. It depends on your passion. I know some people, they like Marco, he is in a band amongst the giants. I mean, he plays for and he fills in for a disciple. He told me he played for 16 hours a day and he played so much they had a blister and when the blister popped it was a guitar sh or string part fell out of it yeah so he was playing constantly and he is amazing he's a so, shredder <laughs> it really depends on your passion if how much yeah. you want to play i personally it, just like playing a couple hours a day maybe not even a couple hours sometimes i just don't play at all because for yeah. me if i play too much into something then she ends up hating i it. end up hating it <laughs> so yeah. this is like gfn's my life nice. and my day Sometimes you just let it go mm -hmm. and then you come back to it. I mean, we write super heavily for weeks on end and then we don't write at all. Yeah. And just for us, we, I don't know, we go back and forth, mm -hmm. kind of letting it sit. And then Especially when you come it. home from tour. Like when we get home from this tour, uh, we probably won't play for a little bit just because you don't want to like yeah. burn yourself out on yeah. anything. We just um, lie there like, <laughs> so we kind of just always tell people like, do what works best for you. If yeah. you're playing for hours on hours, it's helping you and you are and you enjoying it. it. Yeah. Thank you doing it. But if you're like having to force yourself to it and you're like, I don't want to play anymore, <laughs> then take a break. You know, no yeah. one's like forcing you to keep playing because um, yeah. it's better to not burn out. Yeah. And if it's we did yeah. start though when we were like five years yeah. old and it was like a once a week lesson you go there they teach you your theory book you practice there and then you come home you practice through the week and then you go back like once a week there and so when we were younger it was more of an everyday thing our mom would set a timer she's like okay you need to practice for this amount yeah. every day and it got us into the habit of like learning music and so now that we're old enough to kind of keep songs memorized and stuff it's more of just kind of growing um in like our trade and everything instead mm -hmm. of practicing the songs because the songs are more muscle memory now um yeah. so it's more just kind of keeping yourself in love with the music instead of like hammering it over your head <laughs> make it more joyful than like work yeah basically yeah. And so if somebody wanted to learn piano, for instance, like right now, beginning, what should they focus on? Like learning how to play a song or fundamentals, or what would your advice be? Um, the best way that they learn, because yeah. when we started, it was very much theory, 
uh, laden, and we have. If you like, want to know how to books. write music, you do theory. Yeah. Well, that's not even necessarily true either, because some people write by ear. That's true. Um, so when we started, when because we were very young, our parents and obviously like the music teachers like valued theory, and so we learned how to like read music when we were young and that sort of thing. But also like once we got older, we learned how to play songs because we wanted to learn things that we were like interested in and singing at the time. And those songs also ended up being above our skill level. And so it helped heighten our skill. Yeah. If and you so, wanted to learn by ear, you just pick a song and then you just try to find fiddle it around yeah. until you can play it. But if you want to learn by theory, like the bones of something, mm -hmm. which I think is important to learn theory, I personally don't. Like, it's important to. <laughs> it's important, but I don't do it. <laughs> theory is very, very difficult. So if you are, but if just you understand like, a p especially yeah. piano theory, then you can really play any instrument mm -hmm. because you know piano is connected to a lot of stuff. We know some theory. I don't. Yeah. I, we, I'm saying we're, we're not like theory scholars. <laughs> we know theory because I went to Lula really not Lula school. Lula's theory a lot for the German stuff. I know theory a lot because I stayed in piano a lot longer than Cita did. I go um, more for tab sheets. I love looking at. Um, um, like the numbers me writing stuff. it out and playing it. See, there's a big numbers person. I'm so not like a nose. I like tabs, though. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And so then you guys both have different um, strengths and weaknesses. How did you all bring it together to form what is now like a top number one band? <laughs> like, how did you know what to choose from each other? <laughs> yeah. It's not just an overall. Like, we didn't just meet each other. Like, for instance, like, if you're friends, it's not going to click even over a year, I don't think. Well, we're all sisters. We grew up together, and yeah. we lived together. And we still have to figure things we out. We still, like, yeah. yeah. The band. you got to know the person. You yeah. have to be able to be humble enough to say, to compromise. Yeah. Um, you have to have daily talks, because if you don't have that communication, then... It will crumble and fall with a minute. You start or, to get bitter and hold yeah, things, even the, if it's like, like you didn't mean something in that way, but somebody took it wrong, and so then you become bitter. And it's like, why are you mad at me? And you're like, I don't know, but I'm mad at you. It's really over like <laughs> that really break hands. So you got to be humble. Yeah, you communication is key. <laughs> like talking things out, we've really learned that, that you know we do have different strengths, and so it's really important to see things from the other person's point of view because you know while I may think it's really important to write a song this way. If Cide doesn't see, like, if her perception's not the same, then she might value another thing, like, yeah. to add to the song. And so if I take a second to look at it from her point of view, I'm like, oh, that's true, that does kind of add to it, instead of yeah. me just being stubborn, like, no, I only want to write the song my way, not your way. Because you'll see, cause when I, we tell people, like, how are you all sisters? And you don't fight. Well, it's like, we do fight. But then, like, how are you, have you not broken up? And it really is because of communication. It's, mm -hmm. like, a big thing. People are like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, like, that is the yeah. thing that keeps bands together. <laughs> and so for anybody who's maybe confused of what communication means, is that just, like, you guys are constantly, like, on terms of, like, this is what we're doing today, we're training today, like, like, it's kind of like that kind of communication where, like, everybody knows what's going on and nobody's left to, like, assumptions or confusion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit like that. And it's also if somebody has an issue or if you can see somebody is upset by something, even if it's not your deal fault, with it that day. you deal with it. You sit the person down and say, we're going to fix this before it gets bad. Or, like, if or there's gonna an take issue. A, we're going to take a second. Yeah. Know, everyone's going to breathe and then we'll come back together. Yeah. It's yeah. very much talking things out. and Because how are you supposed to play a show yeah. and have that connection on stage especially with the high intensity of what we do 
And we just love having fun. I think that's a huge difference from when people see us play. It's like, you just look like you're having so much fun. When we're supposed to relay that when, like, we hate each other. Like, that is so <laughs> fake. And I <laughs> never want to do on my face, so I can never be, like, the fake, oh, my word, I love you. And, like, I want to, like, choke you out. It's very much talking things out and being honest with each other and, like, figuring out what the root of the problem is and, like, destroying that problem. <laughs> and that's amazing quality, too, not just in, like, what you do in work, but your family, mm-hmm. your relationships. I mean, that's just a great quality in life to be able to actually figure things out and not let it blow up, and then years later, you You're got something little, huge. Yeah, left wondering why, like, what happened. Yeah, no, that's that's tough to deal with situ- where people kind of can't communicate and then things happen and it's left to, like years and it's like we could have just resolved that today, but instead it became it's a, a huge thing. thing. It's not just, oh, you yeah. need to communicate. I mean, we've had communication to, is difficult. We've had to learn, especially because we are all kind of introverted inclined. Um, Cena is definitely the most extroverted out of all of us, but if most of the time, if we get angry, we just, like, internalize it. And so it's taken a few years to learn how to be vocal about that and to But especially be in family, you can be petty. And yeah. so it's like you don't <laughs> want to break that pettiness. Like, you can feel it. At the same time, you're like, oh, I really shouldn't be you're having like, this you attitude. You're like, you want to let it go, but you don't. But you can't let it go. Because we are very prideful as well. And so <laughs> we have to oh, have the Stubborn. <laughs> like, you can't do that, even though your body's like, we need to. <laughs> we need to fight back. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> now, is there anything you've taken from the Jiu Jitsu days and you've applied that to your life now? Any lessons? Yeah, yeah 100%. People are scary and weird. <laughs> Very important to even have that confidence or presence that if you come to me, like you're going to have problems. Yeah. Because yeah. people walk around, they're like, you look really confident. You could like take someone on. I'm like, you need that. So people will take <laughs> yeah. you a weakling and yeah. take you. And also <laughs> just the team aspect, like mm-hmm. being a team and being there for each other. And yeah. you watch each other's back. You might not always win. You know, you might not always win your sparring match. You might not always, yeah. you know, win mm-hmm. at something in life. But when your team's there to hype you up and still be there for you, you still feel okay. Yeah. And it definitely, we, it was something we did growing up with our dad. And so, it's kind of the same as when we used to go to tournaments. When we go on stage, he's always there cheering us on and everything. And so it's that like kind of rush that you get. And so it's helped us not only like just be able to perform well and like endurance wise, like you have to be physically fit to perform stuff on stage, which is something we learned yeah. kind of the hard way. I don't point. understand <laughs> that like you can just like eat pizza and then run on stage for about an hour. You will get sick. And you have throw to up. factor in. You're playing a heat festival where it's hum- high humidity, high extreme heat outside, chalking around, meeting people, which mm-hmm. we love. We're not saying like, oh, we hate this. You <laughs> have to, yeah, you have to, you have to eat certain food because Drink if, you, water. Yeah, if you are not prepared with your body, you will throw up on stage, pass yeah. out, uh and not be able to that do happens. what you love so yeah. it's, it's like training for we call it like boot camp yeah so. which and also we've been blessed with very respectful fans who really support us and love us and they would do anything for us which is like way up more than anything we could ever ask for but we do play some sketchy places and mm-hmm. you know sometimes the venues are not in the greatest part of town and so we know to go in pairs and we know like, if something happens, what we would do to defend ourselves, which is... Yeah. It's but there's nothing wrong with that, too. Yeah. Always I think everyone, honestly, should yeah. always be, aware. be 
aware, like learn how to be aware of things. Like every time Guys we go girls. in, like we know where the exits <laughs> yeah. are. We know like not just girls, where everyone. to run and everything if something happens. <laughs> but also, I just think anyone should learn at least like at, like one class, like a self defense yeah. class, because it really gives you that confidence where it's like if something were to happen. I know I at least had a chance instead of like I would just be like out immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's the key thing that we always learn is like you gotta be prepared for the worst. Cause even though like you might call for help, but like, you need to take care of the situation and then get out of there so that you're safe. But yeah, no, I love I love that because it's it's just a big part of our lives and it helped shape who we are today. But now so you said that you had to deal with people walking all over you, or you said you have to stand strong because people might walk all over you. So like if you had any situations where you were like, oh no, like you had to handle someone coming at you and being like, you're going to do it this way. And you're like, no, we're going to do it this way. We've had a few experiences with sound people because, you know, some of the venues we play, they are used to doing it more of an old school way, which is completely fine. That's how we grew up playing. But with our new equipment that we have, it helps the shout, the sound, it helps the show sound so much better and so much like the record. Mm -hmm. And it helps because we have in-ears and so yeah. we can hear what's going on and it's better than running monitors because it's safer for your ears mm -hmm. you can control the level of volume on stage and stuff and so sometimes they don't really want to either give control over that or they just don't really know what that is and so they don't want to do it and so we have to like put our foot on and say like no this is how we run our show we don't do it the other way like there's not a possible way we can't do the show without this and they'll be like rude and try to like talk down and be passive aggressive really? and we're like it's a lot better because they don't have to worry about like running monitors and running all this mm -hmm. and once they see us live they're like oh okay they do know what they're talking about it's fine it's fine and like usually after the show they're like we come back and we talk to the sound guy they're like oh no you were great like I just didn't know what you're talking about like it was fine now and so it's, it's really cool just to be able to like fix the thing like if something has like been an issue it's usually like there's resolution at the end of the show because yeah. they like the show and they just didn't really understand what we were talking about at first or the worst thing is sometimes tech writers aren't sent and so they just are caught off guard and they're like i wish i would have gotten a tech writer because then i would have known what you're talking about mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's just a miscommunication through different things yeah. um another thing with communication yeah <laughs> we always try to make sure like not just from us but if someone had a problem with us or stuff got sent wrong that we go and we fix it with that person because yeah. we value every person that helped us in the show or even well, came like the, to the show the sound guy literally is the only reason you sound good yeah <laughs> so we always try to be like hey what's a common ground like thank you for running the sound like i'm sorry it was caught off guard and that has really made a huge difference because mm -hmm. you just want to be respectful for everyone i mean everyone's just doing their own thing yeah. and you just you don't like you don't have that a bad day or yeah if you came on the wrong foot so yeah. you just gotta make sure you gotta be nice to everyone no matter what situation that's true that's very gracious <laughs> <laughs> you never know who you're gonna meet you never know who's gonna help you out yeah. also, you never know they might have a bad day if you're nice and kind to be like wait a minute forget I, I was having a bad day you guys are uh, great let's move on which i mean you would want someone to make sure like that was the real you or that you could have a second chance on who you yeah. were if you came off on the wrong foot because yeah. you can't help that sometimes and you can't help if what you've said affected someone else because everyone's feelings are valid so mm -hmm. absolutely it's just so you, you guys are so humble because you guys are like able to do what you want to do 
And I feel like nothing about GFM is is like fake or something you guys don't want to do. Like, how have you kept it where it's just everything that you wanted to do? Like, you, our mom's yeah. Yeah. I said it would kind of be obvious uh, to our fans if we were doing something we didn't want to do. And you would because we are so open with easily them. Yeah. if you hated what you did over and so over and over. We again. definitely just try to keep the band um, like there's been things we've had to turn down and uh, like people are like, Oh, you could have done this and your band could have been ten times bigger and it, we don't care about that, you know? We mm -hmm. want it to be, to be honest. what we, like us. We don't want it to be anything fake, so. One yeah. of the first things someone told us, like, you need to buy your followers to look bigger, and then people will think that you're bigger. And we're like, why would we do that? <laughs> and it didn't, like, That's the worst them. advice I've ever heard. <laughs> what? Yeah, a lot so of people, like, I'm so I'm like, oh, yeah. they're bigger, let's buy them, because they're yeah. social media. A lot of people yeah. only work with you because if you have big social media impact, mm -hmm. so. Screw them. I mean, Thinking is there, but that's not what we yeah. wanted to do with what our platform is and how we mm -hmm. connected. I mean, well, we've big, had the opportunity to like grow with yeah. our fans, and so that's a big reason why we do like a community, them. and yeah. that's why it's such like an avid thing. And like our fans are very much like similar to the My Chemical Romance fans, where like they are the fans because you know we are we grew up being open with them, and so that's kind of the only thing we know how to do. And so anybody else who joins the fandom it's like oh well welcome to the family like you're part of the family now like we're gonna be Aww. best friends and carpool to the shows together if we're gonna do this for like our life there's no way you can be fake for that long yeah. so it's like yeah. we're not gonna act do anything that's not us because there's no way we're gonna be able to keep up with it mm -hmm. well, that's well said it's like why if you're gonna be doing this forever why make it stressful we have to fake and lie about stuff just be who yeah. you are yeah mm -hmm. and so i want to get into the beauty core genre you created it on your own, right? It's like something, the combination of like, what's the combination of? So it's, our music was kind of metalcore-ish and we just had a ton of people telling us we weren't metalcore, we weren't metal, we weren't like whatever. And so we jokingly called ourselves beautycore because, you know, we wore lipstick and we wore dresses on stage yeah. and we were girly and it was very much a tongue-in-cheek thing. And when the bands that we played with found out they're like that's really cool you should like put it on a shirt or something and so we did and everyone's like oh this is really cool and people are buying shirts and like hashtagging beautycore and there's a lot of bands that we have gotten the opportunity to play with who are like female-led or all female and so they are like they're using the hashtag beautycore and it's like this women in metal music kind of like movement type thing which is so fun so yeah and you started it right you started this movement it did. It was that like, doesn't feel you're like whoa so that's the real thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy and so then what's also the music process like when you're writing a song how does that go it's very different uh, every single time every single time <laughs> because sometimes we write a song because of a concept that came up that one of us wanted to write about sometimes we have a cool riff sometimes we we write with other people so if other people bring us up we're like that's amazing we're gonna go yeah. off that it really is just a combination of different things and you kind of just go for it uh yeah it's not just one certain way like what's the formula to write the best song there is no formula. and <laughs> yeah. if someone tries to sell you a pamphlet of you need to do this this and this they are doing that wrong yeah we literally run away yeah. we have to be like writing with people who are in the same wavelength as us because we are very scatterbrained when it comes to writing, and we're just throwing out ideas and ideas and ideas, and people are talking over each other, and we're like, That's oh, what about this, stuff. and what about this? Because it's true. It's true yeah. 
passion and yeah. true um like Fountain, emotions like the, what's the key word feeling like, and origin story kind of yeah. stuff and so like the whole time <laughs> we tried to like if we're not laughing the whole time then it's not a good session unless we're writing about a serious song <laughs> yeah, if we're writing about a serious song then yeah but then we also tried to like put riffs in there or screams in there that are so like crazy that it makes us laugh because it's like people are not gonna believe this is us but this is hilarious <laughs> And the first time I heard a song, I was like, oh, this is nice. And then you started screaming. I was like, whoa, <laughs> was not expecting this at all. <laughs> and then I've seen some YouTube comments where they say you scream better than most men. And I was like, damn. <laughs> so how do you feel about those type of comments? It's really empowering because at first we didn't really know if we could do it or not. And I was very much like, I'm going to hurt my voice if I do this. And now it's just like such a fun thing to do. And we love the shock factor of like when we come out on stage and they're like, oh, it's gonna be a pop band. And like, I start screaming, CJ starts playing riffs, like Liz is doing like double kicks and stuff. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like that yeah, is so like, fun. And we're just having fun the whole time. And it's, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Very radical. <laughs> exactly. And so you were saying having fun and going back to what you were saying before, if they're gonna do this for the rest of your life, like, it's the idea is that you should do something that brings you enjoyment because, like, you guys feel what successful and fulfilled right now, right? Yeah, we, which, which is the thing we've been asked. They're like, when do you think you're going to make it? It's like, well, we're making it right now. Like, mm-hmm. we have fans exactly. that are so close to us that we have family all over the world. We have people that we know from Australia and, like, Germany and, like, South America, like, Brazil and Canada and all over the U.S. and stuff. And it's, we wouldn't have had those opportunities if we wouldn't have started the band in the first place and you know it's just it's having like being able to go on stage and seeing people sing your words is successful enough for us and being mm-hmm. able to reach people and getting those comments and messages and a conversation that shows like saying how we help somebody stop cutting or we help somebody like get away from their addiction or anything like that like or we gave someone a place to call home like that's making it for us that that's successful for us yeah yeah and I don't think if you had a hundred million followers or, or more money, it would change. And like, you don't need that to feel successful. Like you've already made it. So like, yeah, it's right, it's right to avoid the people being like, oh, go buy followers. It's like, we made it, we're successful. What is more gonna bring us? Just more more people to help out, like good. But it, like, I think people get confused and they think that like the success is something so different from their life now. Like it's gotta be like I got a mansions and yachts and I'm and the whole world is bowing down to me. It's like no, no, success is whatever you make of it. It it could be inspiring a thousand people, ten thousand, twenty. It doesn't have to be this huge grand thing. And I feel like this here's in the great example of your band is inspiring people. You feel fulfilled, successful. Like that's it. That's all you need in life. Why do you, why have why want more when this is enough? Yeah, exactly. and yeah. and we're not even doing GFM for success. Like yeah. if we. If we play a show to two people, like we're okay with that as long as we're able to share our truth with them. And like we said, we are Christians, so we want to, we don't want to force the gospel onto anyone, but we do want to share our truth. And we love praying mm-hmm. for people and just being there and talking to people. So it doesn't matter if we play for two or 2,000, like it, we could care less. We We've just want to be there with people. We've played for more than two people recently, like in the last couple of years. So <laughs> we're grateful that it hasn't just been two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sell out at one place? Yeah, and you were like, show. whoa! 
This GFM thing came out of nowhere. I remember when like we stopped doing jiu-jitsu, and I was just like, "Wait, what is this come from?" And like, and then Bradley, Bradley told like he did a music video with you guys, and I was like, "Damn, this is so good!" I was like, "They made it." I remember when it first came, I was like, "They did it! <laughs> They're famous!" <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I want to get into that. The music videos. What were they like filming those? It, it was really crazy because. So definitely the first video we filmed with Bradley was the Give Me a Sign video and it felt like we were on a movie set because all the videos we had filmed before were just like playing type videos and we'd had like certain scene parts but it was mostly just playing like either in the woods or in an abandoned house type thing but this was like on a set there was doctor equipment everywhere we were in scrubs we were running from like the evil people society type thing. Yeah, like, I was having to fight people. They were, like, coaching me how to do, like, fake fighting within, like, the five minutes before we had to film it. And so they're like, okay, do this, right. but don't hit them. But, like, if you hit them, that's okay. And so it was very, <laughs> like, it was so surreal. And it it was so strange. And then we did the, like, sequels to those videos. And it was, like, 17-hour shoots and, like, a 20-hour shoot. And it's like, everyone was so tired at the end of it, but we knew it was going to look so cool. Yeah. And then the most recent ones that we've actually put out, we've done ourselves because of COVID. Um, we wanted to, like, keep the people, I guess, just stay at our house. You know, we, we didn't want to yeah. not follow the rules. And so we actually did it ourselves. We filmed and edited it. And we've filmed, I think, three music videos now ourselves. Mm -hmm. We did um, um, the smile video. We spray painted a closet in our house. And, like, that's just in a closet. And then um, the Christmas music video, Christmas video was on the and beach. then Where Were You just yeah. came out. Um, and that's been really fun, too, to work on it and see that, like, oh, we can do this ourselves. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. let's do it ourselves if we can do it ourselves. So it's been really fun. They're really fun to film and watch back. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're awesome. And I've always been curious, like, how do people come up with what's going to be in the music video? Because when you right. watch them, they're so, Listen, yeah, like, random. Like, and... I don't know where. It's not like... <laughs> I mean, sometimes you sit down and like, okay, what are we going to do? But also we could just be, since we are all sisters, we're in the band, we're literally constantly together. Mm -hmm. So we'll be driving down the road to like go grocery shopping. And we're like, oh my goodness, I just came up with the best idea. And so it <laughs> literally comes out of nowhere, yeah. um, at least for us personally. I mean, some bands might sit down and be like, this is what we're going to do, plan it all out. Yeah. But for us, it just works better if we mm -hmm. just, it just comes to us and... Yeah. Then we're like, all right, we're going to do it. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I think for the Give Me a Sign video, we had, like, a storyboard with Bradley and everything. And then after that, it kind of was, like, we kind of had a storyboard for the next few, but it was more just, like, coming up with stuff on the fly and building this world of, like, bad society against GFM who somehow has secret superpowers, but you don't really get into the, like, details of all that stuff is yet. And... It's something that we really love. We love like all the Marvel comics and like DC comics and all the stuff like that. Like Lights put out her own graphic novel and it's very much just like dystopian type novel stuff, which we were all like huge fans of when that was like the biggest number one genre and like reading and like movies and stuff. And so we try to like incorporate at the end of like all the videos we do, we'll put like little sneak peeks at the like, for like teaser things like Marvel would do, like their post credit scenes and stuff. And other than that, I don't think there's been ever, like, a storyboard for any of our music videos. And for, like, the Where Were You video we just put out, the only reason we knew there was a castle in St. Augustine is because a friend of ours was filming drone footage for, like, their marketing. And they were like, hey, you need to film a video. There's a castle in St. Augustine. And we're like, okay, we'll just what? get some footage. Let's do that really quick. 
But so, like, for even, like, the shots, right? Like, there's no plan. Like, well, you might be a little bit of planning, but you kind of just wing it. Because I've always been confused, like, how do they know the shots can be good with this part of the song? And, like, so the shots are just fall in the air. Yes. So when we did uh, the music videos with other people, they the team had the whole plan and everything. So we just kind of showed up, and we played, and we did a bunch of takes. Um, and then when we film it ourselves, uh, I am the viewer and editor, so I will um, write out like the plan and all the shots we need and all the different angles yeah. we need. And um, it it just kind of I don't I, there's not really a good way to explain it mm-hmm. because it all is in my head. Like, yeah. and I know that that's how a lot of other uh, people work because I like, you can see it in your head. Yeah. Like I can I can see oh this shot will work with this piece and this shot will work with this piece mm-hmm. and it's very hard and complicated to explain that to people like I see it and I, yeah. the only way I'm going to be able to show you is if you just do it and yeah. let me edit it and then I can show you yeah. and that's what's going to look Lou's like really cool yeah. there are times too when Lou's like hey I need you to do this it doesn't have to look a specific way but I need you to do this for this part of the song and like you just kind of play it and like go for it she's like okay that was really good in this part of the song, I just need you to put a little more energy or like do a little more headbang in this part. So like, there's not Ooh, okay. specific stuff, it's like the general aspect of it, and then you get into like you add your own flair to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that's an interesting process. Because <laughs> it's, it's just it's just hard. It's like it's weird to like talk to people who are so good at something and be like, "How did you do it?" And they're like, "Well, I just see it." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> when I need to see it right now." <laughs> But like they're really that is it though sometimes it's like half the battle. <laughs> yeah, it's just you just you just it's do hard it. to explain stuff sometimes because <laughs> it comes so naturally you don't really know how you did it sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, I guess that's where the magic lies. It's just but I I it comes from practice though. So like even in your video we did the day in life, but even explaining you started when younger. It came from like practicing, practicing, practicing to get to a point where you can then actually make that vision you had happen. Because before you could have that vision, be like, I have no resources or tools to make it happen. But now you do. And so now we have these amazing music videos, amazing band. So it's just, it's the hard part of getting through that gap between beginner and then and there's just years and years of practice. And, and I guess it's just hard for people to realize that. It's like, you're going to take a long time to get there. Or maybe yeah, not. Just some people like are more gifted. Yeah. Like we were like obsessed with bands growing up. And so we studied them to a T, like learning how they performed on stage and how their videos turned out and how they looked. And so a lot of it was imitation at first, like learning how to do their moves. And then once you get them down, you figure out how to make it your own. And so that has helped as well. And it's kind of helped you learn how to do things if you don't really know how to do it. It's watching somebody who's already a professional doing it and trying to do it. And then you realize, oh, this is the steps of how to do it because you kind of have to figure it out. Exactly. And so I'm curious, what do you guys see GFM being in the next five years? We always get asked this question, and we honestly just doing the same thing, yeah. living our life. <laughs> we really <laughs> we feel like there's this buzz around us right now, and um, we are gaining like a ton of followers on all of our social medias, which is really crazy. And, like stuff is coming out of the woodworks um, in certain areas, and so we really do see a lot of growth, and we're hoping um that we'll be doing lots bigger tours lots bigger things um but definitely yeah we'll still be on the road trying to reach as many people as possible because that's what we're doing it for and you know whatever god calls us to do honestly COVID can't uh, stop us we we play i think six shows 
pandemic and a lot of online stuff though. Which yeah, is really we did fun. learn how to utilize we every online on platform. And YouTube, we've been playing a bunch of video games, yeah. like streaming Fortnite. on there. <laughs> we, we have we played, played Fortnite, Fortnite a few times. Listen, I hated Fortnite at first, but we Why? played it. <laughs> And I am a boss at Fortnite, okay, on the Switch. I can play Fortnite so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, getting all those dubs. The Switch is actually pretty easy to play on, too. I've played on it. It's, it's yeah, just cool I, with all the new little, like, robots and aliens and stuff coming at you. Yeah, I have, like, uh, the alien, like, the xenomorph in the cheerleader, like, pom-pom thing with a cheerleader backpack. Nice. I love it. It just like simplifies me. <laughs> awesome. And so before we wrap it up, I would, would like to give let you give advice to people who are starting out and want to get to where you are. Maybe any like advice or tips or mistakes you might have made that they can avoid. Sorry, our alarm just went off. This is the last question. We're wrapping up. Okay. <laughs> Our mom came in. <laughs> it's all good. I, that's why I was like, let's wrap it up because it's probably that time. <laughs> but yeah, any, yeah. any advice for aspiring musicians? Definitely. Um, we, we were talking about this the other day. Make yeah. sure it's something you love because it does take a lot of hard work behind the scenes. And there's stuff that you have to do to promote yourself nowadays that bands back in like the 80s and 90s didn't have to do. And you can very well make it independently because social media is such a big platform but it does take a ton of hard work and a lot of times people don't understand how much work goes into it so definitely make sure it's something you absolutely love to do and that you're willing to put in the most work for to make happen and make sure you have like a reason behind it like we have a reason because we are trying to help people we want to spread the gospel of jesus christ and um that motivates us, that helps us, and we want to like make a safe place for people to just kind of exist together and have that family. Mm -hmm. And if you're going in there for like the money or for like the fame or like these like success that society tries to like label and stuff, like that's not the right reason to do it. It's it's a shallow reason, and you're gonna get burnt out really quickly because you won't see results very fast. And make sure it's something that you really really love and want to like. It's a lot of work. Make a yeah. like a lifestyle. It's a out lot. Of it. People think it's like, oh, it's the greatest. I mean, it's a really yeah. cool. We, we get to do a lot of a cool lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and I, literally every band will tell you like there's so many positives and you have to do so many cool things, but there are negatives. So yeah. don't don't think that's just some fairy tale like thing you get to do. Mm -hmm. But also, if you love music and you want to do it it's and you're so ready to give up some things and work a little bit harder, then go for it and go as like put 110 yeah. percent into it. And don't give up. Don't let anyone tell you like to give up because there's yeah. gonna be a lot of people who are gonna tell you to give up. Um, and just keep trying. You know, keep practicing. Mm -hmm. Keep. And don't better. let anybody tell you that you have to play a certain like type of music. We kind of break every single rule in the music industry, and we have there fun doing it. Love doing it. And there's no like right way to do music. So definitely right. don't let people tell you you can't do something that you love. Like do music the way that you want to because that's what is going to fulfill you the most absolutely wow. and so if, uh, to close it out we always ask this question if you all are going through space and everyone mm -hmm. in the galaxy can see this billboard what would you uh what would you have on it to convey to them bigfoot is real 
That's beautiful. Okay. Awesome. No, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. It was great talking to you guys again. Thank you for having us mm-hmm. and letting us chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Continue. And so I like to just guys, keep, oh, keep going, keep doing what you love. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yep. So I always like to just end it off by saying thank you one more time and handing the mic to you to say any last minute shout outs, quotes, tips, whatever you want to do to end it out, plug your website, whatever. And it's been a pleasure having you guys on and the mic's all yours. Yeah, I mean, we always say go to our website, www.thegfmband.com, because everything is linked. You yeah. know, there's nothing is like different names yeah. except all of our, our social media names are the GFM yes. band. It's all the same, so it's super easy to find. Except our Google Play and Spotify is our uh, full official name, name Gold yeah. Frankincense and Myrrh. Yeah. So we've made it easy for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep going strong, keep fighting, and remember that we love you and Jesus loves you. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all courses at GameDev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price. Get started with your game development journey today.